and you're listening to Clone Dance Party, Season 1, Episode 10, Endless Forms Most Beautiful. The clones try to decide whether to cooperate with Dyad, and Helena strikes again. I'm Bob. I'm Liz. I'm Lynette. I'm Janice. I'm Simone. Yay, Simone. Simone. Hi, Simone. Thanks for having me. We're happy you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Before we start, there are some housekeeping announcements. Uh, We're going to do a Season 1 recap episode next week, and then we're going to take the rest of the year off. We'll be back the first week in 2015. Also, for Season 2 guest spots, uh, we're going to do them by email. So that will open up on December 20th at noon, 12 Eastern. So if you're interested, send an email to clonedanceparty at gmail.com and list any episodes you're interested in in the order that you're interested in them. And we'll sort it out and then get back to you and publish the results. We'll be listing the episodes and the air dates uh, the recording dates on, on the Facebook page as well. So, Simone, as yep. if I didn't know the answers, uh, <laughs> how much of Orphan Black have you seen? Uh, how'd you start watching it? And do you want to mention your podcast as well? Uh, so it's gone into hibernation the last couple of months. Yes, sure. Um, so I heard about it last year in um, Stephanie Smith's What's Up with Stephanie Des Facebook group, but it didn't air in Australia until... Early this year, I guess like late January or early February, so the first season aired, and I missed all of that because I'm an idiot. (laughs) So then the first season came out on DVD, and I watched all of that, and then the second season started in March of this year, and I watched that um, as it aired on TV. So I've seen all of it, and I've seen all of it three times. I've seen every episode three times. Yeah. And my podcast is about French. <laughs> Please listen to us, because then maybe they'll let me finish that stupid series. <laughs> yeah, what, what's up with Steph and Des also seems to have gone into hibernation since Des got married. <laughs> yeah. We all need vacations. Yeah. Okay, well, that since you're the newbie, what did you think of this episode? Well, it was really good. Uh, I don't really have any complaints, as usual. You, you could just put that on a loop and play it back each episode. Uh, you know, if I do that, I, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. It was a good cliffhanger for the next season. Yeah. Okay, so nobody had a problem with how Ainsley died. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, no. I have, I have a problem with that. I have, yeah. <laughs> The way she died? Because if it's the way she died, then yes, I have a problem with an idiot wearing a scarf over a garbage disposal. Well, no, I mean the fact that Allison, I mean, if I think if, if, if it had been, if she had been alone, it wouldn't have bothered me. But Allison not helping her, <laughs> I have a problem with. Oh, me too. That was a big yeah. problem. That was, um, I think what I wrote in my exact notes was, dude, Allie, that was cold. Really cold. Well. If anybody's seen Breaking Bad, there was a very similar situation in Breaking Bad. And that was the point at which I hated Walter White for the rest of the series. What? Okay, wait. I've seen all of Breaking Bad. Uh, what are you J- talking about? Jane? 
Oh, oh, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got Before it. Before that, I thought Walter was, you know, maybe okay, and then, you know, maybe trying to do what's in his family's best interest. <laughs> And after that, I hated him. There were, there were some people that got to hate him a long time before that. They were, you know, way in front of the event curve. Yeah, I certainly didn't like him from, like, the very beginning. I wasn't playing that whole. But this isn't Breaking Bad, so. Yeah. But yeah, I get it now. <laughs> but I hated him from then on, so we'll have to see how we react to Allison. So, Janice, did you just not like it because it was Allison and you thought that was out of character for Allison? Or did you kind of not like it, and then at the end when we find out that Donnie is actually her monitor, you really didn't like it? <laughs> oh, that made it worse, but I think I just... I, even if she was her monitor, I don't think she deserved to die, and she was moving away anyway. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I just... And it, it, I guess, and I guess a little, to a little bit of an extent, it's, not, it's out of character for Allison. She didn't seem that cold a person. I don't know. I always felt she was that cold. And I always felt that once she decided that Ainsley was her monitor, she felt as though Ainsley was a threat to her family. And I've always been convinced that she would take out any threat to her family. Oh, Allison, get out. Admit it. Admit what? That I organized your intervention? My bad. Sorry, I care. Dr. Leakey came to see me. Who? Oh, cray cray. If it's professional help... I'm all for it. I want the truth, Ainsley. The truth is that you screwed my husband and I'm moving because of you. Look at this. Yours. Gifts from my best friend. A felt Christmas angel. I made that. Yes. Well, to hell with you and your Christmas angel. But she already knew that. I mean, didn't. This happens after she has her conversation with Leaky, and she says the monitor will be lifted. Or, and or he says he says to her, "Your monitor has been lifted." And she goes, "She has." And he doesn't contradict her that it's not a she. So right, um, right. I just well, I think the thing is, she went over there to sort of say goodbye to her, and then Allison with her mouth—I mean, not Allison, Ainsley with her mouth—and oh my god, she should have just stopped talking because then nothing would have happened. And Allison did try to hit the off button. Just. You know, she tried to hit it. She made her best effort to hit that off button. How hard is it to hit an off button? <laughs> I, I didn't think so. I think she considered it Ex- and decided Ex- not yeah. to. Ex- yeah. Extremely yeah. hard for someone like Allison. Come on now. Really. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I wonder I wonder if this is a good lead-in for to, to show us how just how crazy she really is. And now that she's signed that paper, she's going to be a real problem for the other clones. I think the only reason people aren't really up in arms about this is that everybody hated Ainsley. It was still a lousy thing to do. No, it was totally a lousy thing to do. But I think for Allison, even though she thinks that the monitoring has been lifted, she doesn't quite know if she can trust Leaky yet. So she doesn't really know if the monitoring has been lifted, even though Ainsley is moving. But she sees Ainsley as having ruined her life. She sees Ainsley as having been completely false to her and not saying that just because someone's a bad friend, you should let them choke in front of you. But I think she really hated Ainsley because Ainsley had always lied to her and Ainsley had, or and she thinks, that Ainsley had always lied to her and pretended to be her friend and just been this nosy bitch. And she had put up with it thinking that that's how the neighborhood was. 
But really, in her mind, no, she only put up with it because Ainsley was only there to monitor her. Her friendship was fake. Her everything about her was fake and she wasn't even a real person and she was just this monitor and she screwed over Allison's life and now she can never fuck with Allison again. Except she wasn't the monitor. <laughs> That's just a small detail. And I think that she was real OCD about the, the monitor thing and Ainsley and wasn't going to let it go. And I think she viewed Ainsley as a real threat to her family. And I think that comes to her family. She's cold hearted. She's She goes into assassin mode and i think that's maybe an issue with her thinking that leaky can protect her and she may have you know there could be some conflict with the clones now she could be an antagonist the next the next season yeah what what consequences do you think they're going to be from her signing that agreement i don't know but like i said i think that she is going to if she thinks leaky is protecting her child she may turn on the other clones I think she's going to be sorry about signing that contract, you know, probably at the end of the season. But I think she's going to be a problem at the beginning for the other clones. That's what I think. So you think it's going to take her all 10 episodes of the next season? Well, no, it'll probably take her you know, three or four or five. Okay. This show moves so fast that it's hard to tell. Yeah. Right. What did you guys think of Allison's super awesome workout? <laughs> Definitely Allison. I told someone I'm getting the pink pants. Yeah. Heck yeah. I have, I have pink shorts like that. Yeah. I found a jacket in my closet that looks like one of her little jackets. So I thought, yeah, that's great. I have a, I have an Allison jacket. <laughs> Yay. Was, Yay. Was that that picture you put online? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So somebody gave me this great Columbia sportswear jacket with the inner lining, and that's what it is, is the inner lining. <laughs> oh, nice. So I, I didn't like Ainsley being killed, but I absolutely loved Helena being killed. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna start start this episode by singing "Ding Dong," the witch is dead. But I, was, <laughs> I do think I was talking about Ainsley and not Helena. And <laughs> <laughs> that is she dead. Yeah. So, Lynette, are you surprised that Sarah was able to kill Meathead? No, because it, it's now a matter of protecting her daughter. So, yeah, I think these girls have a little bit of an assassin streak in them. And she killed her mother, something she'd waited for all her life, right? I'm sorry to bring you such burdens, but I must warn you, Sarah. Your foster mother, Mrs. S., she's not who she says she is. I have something you should see. How did scientists put babies inside you? What? Amelia was only the surrogate. She isn't her biological mother. She's just the surrogate. But still, I mean, she'd wanted to meet whoever birthed her. But, yeah. I don't think Helena was okay with having a black mommy. No. I think think she was confused by that, for sure. Well, not really confused, but she looked like, you're not my mom. (laughs) Well, it's obvious. I mean, if she was her mom, it's obvious that Helena could not be who Helena thought she was if Amelia was really her birth mother right, or right. surrogate mother. 
And I think right. that, you know, she just had, that was just the last straw yeah. that she had to accept. I was a little surprised she killed her so soon, that she had no interest in talking to her. I'm not, because Helena has to have something to be mad at and to blame her situation on. Mm. I so, wanted more of Amelia. Oh, I wanted more of Amelia. I'm sad that she got stabbed, but it makes sense for Helena because Helena just goes from one target to the next and, oh, I have a mom and she gave me up. She doesn't see like what could have happened to her had she gone into the Dyad Institute and had she been raised by a surrogate family and been tracked her whole life and everything the other girls have dealt with. She can't see that. All she can see is you gave me to these people that turned me into this and now my sister doesn't love me. Like, everything in my life is your fault, so I'm going to kill you. Because she can't think outside of those frames. She has to have somebody to be mad at and to blame things on. And in that moment, she's blaming everything on Amelia. Not Thomas, not anybody else that indoctrinated her into the Prolethians, not the Dyad Institute for making her in the first place, none of that. It's all Amelia's fault because Amelia is the one in front of her and she is the one that she can blame in that moment. I was I was a little surprised that Sarah was so harsh with um with Helena when she said I don't want to be your sister. I thought I don't know. I I mean I I could imagine her. I I I just don't think I would have said that. And I think I think Sarah should have by now maybe maybe gone a little more gently with Helena. <laughs> On the uh, I just want to show you that you're not special. I probably I mean I understand her wanting to feel that way, but probably was well. It turned out to be definitely be. Uh, you know, to backfire on her. Right. But Helena had just killed Amelia when Amelia was trying to tell her something that could be feasibly really important about Mrs. S. Right. No, no. I'm talking about the the first conversation they had in the basement of Mrs. S's house. Mm. Okay. Sorry. So we have, we have seen in the last two episodes that these, all these girls, uh, can be not so nice for real. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, then we meet Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Sarah Manning. So, my name is Rachel Duncan, and we are going to come to terms. So, you know, maybe there may be a family tree here. <laughs> yes, what do you think of the pro clone? Oh my god. Yeah. Outside of the bad hair. Uh, the bad hair, well, she's definitely a little psychopath. I don't think she feels anything. I don't know. It's hard to say with two, just seeing her, two interactions with her. She's all business. I was wondering what Liz thought about her, especially in relation to the fact that you don't think that Beth was really Beth, because Beth's clothes were nice. The person who jumped in front of the train had nicer clothes than Beth did, and also those really nice heels, and Rachel has really nice heels. It's not Rachel either. Totally different hair. (laughs) But no, I want to slap the smug little smile off of Rachel's face. And I give Tatiana Maslany all of the credit in the world for being able to do that smile so perfectly and have it just completely fit into Rachel's face. Like, she just has this smug, I'm obviously better than you. You should do what I say. You rat. Type look on her face all the time. And I just want to slap the smug little smile off her irritating little face. I've heard Tatiana say that she really enjoys playing Rachel. But after what Liz said, I now have a vision of Rachel being the one that jumped and just being Beth imitating Rachel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, that's I, I mean, that's kind of what I was coming to. Yeah. I mean, that could be a possibility, but Beth was never that smug. She didn't have that smug smile. So I don't know. She, she could be a good actress, too. 
She could be. I mean, they all seem to be fairly decent at mimicking each other. But no, I think Beth is alive and separate out somewhere hiding, doing something else with something else. Well, even Helene is improving her acting because I didn't catch on that wasn't wasn't Sarah in right. that scene. Yeah, well, I didn't. Some, someone says she caught it, but I didn't. I was like, no, I didn't know it until she killed her. <laughs> yeah, the first time I well, the first time I I saw it, uh, I thought, oh, that Sarah looks kind of different. And then when it turned out to be a Helena, I thought, wow, Tatiana Maslany is a is really good. Um, the, because the other times we've seen her, you know, like one of the clones pretend to be one of the others, we've known ahead of time. Right. This was the first time we didn't know, and I thought the first time I saw it, it was I was really amazed. The second time. I watched it because I knew what was coming when you can hear it when she offers Amelia a drink. She says, she says it with her Eastern accent. She says, ding, kind of like that. I noticed it when she opened the door because she had the red under her eyes like Helena. Yeah. Oh, it, wow. was the, it, was, it was the eyes. Like I remember the first yeah. time I watched it going, Sarah's eyes look really fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what I was like. And I was like, oh, that's Helena then, right? And ta-da! <laughs> well, I mean, it was a really good wig to be able to hide that poofy ass mess <laughs> under some long, slick hair. When uh, when the um, hair became noticeable to me was when she sat down because they do that back shot of her, and um, you can see Amelia front on, and you can see that the, the hair is a little bit weird. But yeah, I have, and the um, eyes. When she opened the door, I was like, oh, that's not her at all. That's that's definitely our our avenging angel running around. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely the red in the eyes. I could see it too, but I was just thinking like, God damn, she is so I was just thinking Sarah is so tired. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think of the nicknames of Sestra and Meathead? Well Sestra is the is the is Slavic for sister. Right. Okay. Yeah, Meathead was interesting. I like that one. I don't wanna be your sister, Meathead. I don't wanna be your sister, Meathead. Look, I just want you to know, you're not the original. Got it? You were born of science, not of some immaculate womb or whatever bullshit Tomas fed you. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to refer to Helena as Meathead for a while. (laughs) In fact, for the rest of my notes, Helena is Meathead. So, Art isn't dumb. Nope. And DeAngelis is still a nosy little fuck. Mm-hmm. Did you believe that she looked surprised about seeing Allison on the porch and that there was another person, another person that looked like Sarah, but that wasn't Sarah? Did you believe that? I, yes. I kind of did. I did, and I think she was just truly irritated. <laughs> God damn it. I finally get rid of Beth, and now there's more of you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and Art was so close to finding out what was actually going on. There's a reason we look exactly the same. Okay. Why the Prince match? And the DNA is all screwed up. You have to promise to protect me and my daughter. I will. If that's what you need, I promise. So close. I felt so bad when that lawyer came in. Who, by the way, I hate. Me <laughs> too. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. 
I mean, yeah. I know some of you hate DeAngelis. I don't hate her, but I hate this guy. And he's one of the bad Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. It's been driving me nuts. Thank you for that. I was going to die. But, yeah, no, I don't like him either. Yeah, Wolfman and Hart, here come. Yeah, seriously. So, Paul's back. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but, but, yeah. Good Paul or bad Paul? You asked me what happened in Afghanistan. Was a private contractor. I killed six Marines. Friendly fire. They covered it up. That's what they have on me. I don't know. You yeah. seem to have a lot of feelings about it, Janice. <laughs> well, at least we found out what happened in Afghanistan. Yes. And does that change anybody's opinion of Paul? He's still boring. Okay. So are we saying he's like Riley levels of boring? Or he's boring, like Parker's boring for me and and Riley. Parker's just on a whole different level of douche. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Not yet. Paul isn't quite yet Parker level douche. No. So what do you make of the warning about Mrs. S? Goodness, huh? Was that her in that picture? In the it could be a possibility. Okay. I don't think you can see well enough, but you've got this woman with long dark hair. I never thought it was her, and I actually don't remember if that picture turns out to be her, so I'm being honest here, I don't think it's her. I don't remember either, but I did think it was her. I never thought it was her. And the project is called Project Lita, is that right? Project Lita, yeah. What do I think about that? I don't know. I don't know. Now Mrs. S is back to maybe being a bad guy. I like it when they throw all this confusion and twist in, so. And so, uh, who, who has Kira? Maybe Kira took off by herself, because she had the bag. Sure. But so who ransacked the house and where's Mrs. S? Good point. This is my hope. I don't know if this is what happened. Helena came and got Kira and the people came in to get Kira and they got Mrs. S instead. So Kira is off somewhere by herself because Helena was shot. I don't think Helena's dead. I think she's just shot. Right. But she's laying on the ground somewhere. Well, that's just my theory. Um, I remember being terrified for Kira, yeah, but I was. I was. I thought wherever Kira could be, she could take care of whoever these people were all by herself. Because <laughs> she knew that bad was coming? And, and the, right. other, the other thing is that Mrs. S had a shotgun. You know, if people came and were trying to take her or Kira, I would have thought there would have been bodies all over that apartment. Not if they snuck up behind her, pushed it out of her way, or shot her first and took her with them. Yeah. Did we see blood on the walls? No. 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 Okay. We saw a lot of blood where Amelia was killed. Yes. They really need Allison to come over and clean that up or something. Yeah, because that was... I was pretty sure she was going to be dead because there was a lot of blood loss. What did you think about the sweet hug between Cosima and uh, Sarah? It was very sweet, but I got a mark off for technical because they have such a high standard now. I could just barely see that photoshopping melody note, the two of them. Yeah, they, they did kind of melt into each other there for a quick second, but... Yeah, but it was pretty sweet. I thought it was really cute. Cosima, after her breakup, dated her sisters. Yeah. Which includes Felix. Yeah. Oh, I just loved it when Delphine showed up and Felix goes, Delphine! She has baggage! Yeah. <laughs> I, like when he, I like when he just kind of studies her for a minute and goes, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, that was a good scene. That was really good. Oh, I, I posted this on the Facebook group. There was an interview with Jordan Gavaris. Somebody asked him for his favorite line. And he said it was, does your daddy have a drinks trolley? 
And then somebody asked him about Fetch Me Something Gay. And he said that that wasn't a written line, that was something that he had ad-libbed. Which for me just makes it perfect. Yeah. Oh, and Lynette, your boyfriend came back. Oh, yes. You still want to get to the bottom of Sarah Manning? I found a known associate. I guess my turning point was when uh, the love of my life, uh, let's just call her Sarah, Sarah broke up with me by faking her own death. Initiating events which began with the loss of my finger led to various other humiliations and ultimately to the business end of a nail gun. That's when I just said to myself, I need help. I need help. So, <laughs> like I said before, my name's Victor. I'm an addict, maybe, you know. So, peace out. I thought he was great. I thought he was great in the, you know, NA meeting or whatever, you know, telling his story. That was great. You know, to be in this program, I have to forgive, I have to apologize, Sarah, for everything I've done to her. And so she ain't going to do that for me. Here's where the bitch is. Yeah, I know. I thought that was great. And I liked how he goes, my, my ex-girlfriend, let's call her Sarah. <laughs> let's call her by her real name because I'm too stupid to come up with any other female name in the world. That's probably my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Dick when he's all like, I got my finger cut off and then I saw the business end of a nail gun. Dick <laughs> is awesome. I don't know why anyone doesn't like him. He's just the best. So, so you're a Vic fan there, Simone? Yeah, I, he's awesome. I love that when he goes like, so I'm an addict, I guess, or whatever it was. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm an addict. Maybe. <laughs> which, which cuts directly into Allison bringing out like three bottles of empty, um, you know, empty wine to put in the trash. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a straight cut from him saying that to her doing that. Like, they weren't trying to point out something. Yeah, I, I felt like that could have been a slight bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> so what did you think about Leaky's uh, pitch to Kasima? Here's your entire genome. You can study it, so come to work for me, and I will pay you to do the research on you that I started and made. You've got to be kidding me. This is your complete sequenced genome. 3.2 billion base pairs. My offer is the freedom to study yourself and your sisters. Unfettered research. We share the same concerns, the same questions about organism stability, but nobody, nobody is more invested in your own biology than you. Well, okay, I have. Oh, go ahead. No, I just I have a theory that it, that wouldn't have been enough to grab Kasima. So my theory is, is that they are, they're actually making Kasima sick. It, that's what I'm hoping anyway. So, because I don't really want Kasima to be sick. <laughs> so they, they actually gave her something to make her uh, start spewing up blood and stuff like that. So, as an added incentive. Uh, okay. So you think like 
Delphine put something in her coffee or whatever. Well, I'm hoping it wasn't Delphine, but I don't trust Delphine yet, so it could have been. Okay. Well, that would seem to be the only way they have of getting to her. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. I still don't trust Scott completely. <laughs> yeah. But she hasn't really been around Scott for a couple of days, right? It's well, we don't just- know. She That's could have true. gone back to class and, you know. That's true. She could have. We don't know the details of that. I want to stoke the best not dead theory. Oh, continue. <laughs> yes, please. This is a thing now. Okay. At the very beginning, when Art walks into the interrogation room, he's all like, Sarah Manning, funny, I still see Beth. And when they went and saw Allison, they, both of them straight away were like, well, that's not Sarah. Yeah. So, I'm going to be really ridiculous here and say... Because we're all saying that the chick who killed herself is not Beth, right? That's right. not Beth. So what if Sarah is Beth, but they've brainwashed her to think she's someone called Sarah? That's I'm true. really talking out of my ass, but, you know, I'm trying to help. But that, maybe that would mean that actually that the real Sarah is dead, right? I'm not sure. But then wouldn't Sarah or Beth or whoever have known how to do all those police things? And if they brainwashed her enough, she would love What about Beth's scar that Sarah doesn't have? Right. I was just talking out of my ass. <laughs> it wasn't like it's a, okay. It was a good it was a good theory there for a second. Like it, it held it held its weight until we you, all noticed the holes. You you, know, you can you can ask Lynette, we were watching it earlier and I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if this is? Yeah. I, I never thought it until this point. I was just trying to help with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I think Kira would totally know. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would be weird. Kira, like you said, Kira would know. Yeah. Well, I tried. It's a good try. Always with the Beth feels. Always with the Beth feels. It's good. Yes. Yes. We need to keep everything uh, twist and turns going. Well, um, the show does that pretty well, but it just makes me think of all kinds of different things that could be happening. Obviously, because I think that Helena's not dead. She didn't die before. She got stabbed with rebar. I think somebody else mentioned that in feedback. So that's a theory that's not just yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think Nutty said in the feedback, she asked, what is Kira River Tam? Oh. <laughs> and uh, my response to that is, she is Little River Tam before she had weird shit poked into her brain. So she's just the hyper-empathetic, hyper-aware, really smart River Tam. Not that my entire brain is on display and I feel 100% of everything and that's why I can do this. I think it's like the before River had her brain messed with River. She does sort of look like the little actress that played River in one of those episodes. She kind of does, yeah. I think that's the thing that Mark hasn't really figured out yet. In order to find out what's going on, all he really has to do is ask Kira. <laughs> but Art doesn't know about Kira, does he? Yeah, he doesn't know about her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah's That's like, right. you gotta protect me and my daughter. Right. That's right. And he, he sort of threatened Sarah with, you know, your daughter's gonna be awfully lonely. Right, right, I remember now. We've got your foster brother Felix in custody for a betting. And your daughter? She's gonna be one lonely little girl unless you start talking. I will say, we were talking about Dr. Leakey earlier, and I will say that I would have bought what he was saying hook, line, and sinker. You must think I'm so stupid. Stupid suburban Allison. Oh, quite the opposite. 
You're a pragmatic and decisive individual. And now that you're self-aware, we can start to answer some of your questions. I, I don't want answers anymore. I want my life back. I want my family back. I want my privacy back. I want you out of my life. You sound convincing. Yeah, he sounded perfectly reasonable to me. You agree to twice-yearly medical testing, uh, private and non-invasive. Uh, I don't want to scare you, but uh, yeah, there are health concerns. Katya's respiratory disorder, Helena's mental illness. Regular testing is in everyone's best interest. Oh no, not to me, slimy bastard. Well, he sounded uh, yeah. reasonable. The problem was, he sounded reasonable to Allison, and he sounded reasonable to Kasima. But he was different, you know, so, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously different things appeal to each of them, but you could just see, especially what I thought when he was talking to Allison, you could just see the wheels turning in his head. What's going to, you know, what, what's her thing? What does she, you know, what does she want me to say to her so that she'll do what I want her to do? And in the car, in the car with Kasima, he, um, he mentions the, um, well, very vaguely, he mentions the illness, which we all know is what was going to get Kasima into buying his ship. Right. Yeah. But as a viewer, we know that. You know, as the clones, all I hear is, you know, what he's telling each individual. Right. And they certainly would have done much better with him approaching Sarah than with Rachel doing it. He had yeah. already talked to Sarah, right? Yes. Paul. Yeah. Right. So I guess they thought that wouldn't work. Yeah, I think for Sarah, they knew that they needed... The actual big guns, which isn't leaky. <laughs> Although, I'm not sure, yeah, I agree though, I'm not sure Rachel was the right person. I'm not sure who else they could have used, but certainly not the, uh, the, the Cylon. Yeah. Cylon, uh, get us, you're on it. <laughs> they thought that Sarah had rejected Leaky's approach because she didn't show up, you know, at that trailer, but in fact, that really wasn't the case. The reason she didn't show up was because Mrs. S told her to get over there with Helena, you know, as soon as possible. Right. Okay. And I liked how in the elevator before Kasima uncoded the DNA and called Sarah and was like, don't do it. I like how Paul was like, they don't have anything on you. Don't give them your life. Like, because I think Paul was really trying to protect her. Because I think even if Paul is an idiot, I do think he has feelings for Sarah. Wait, is Paul... I think Delphine and Paul both have feelings for them, but I, I don't trust them. I think that they are so indoctrinated into what's happening that they could be a problem. They'll do something that, because they think it's going to protect them or be the right thing for them and just be being played so easily. Do you think the same is true for Donnie now that it's confirmed that he's the monitor? <laughs> I don't know if he cares about her, but I don't know. You don't think Donnie cares about Allison? Well, maybe on some level, yeah, but I don't think it's the same kind of thing that Delphine and Paul are feeling. I don't like Donnie. I don't. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust anybody. Remember, <laughs> remember, he was talking about the seven-year itch. So for you know Delphine and Paul, it's it's a new relationship. For for Donnie, it's at least you know it's however old the relationship is. Yeah, and he tells Leaky it's hard. Mm. She. His heart. Yeah. <laughs> Back on track, I think. It's a seven-year itch. It's not easy. She's not easy. Well, I think any reasonable person would say that about Alice. 
<laughs> yeah, she's definitely a difficult person. So I just saw something that I wrote in my notes in regards to the Ansley death. I wrote, be glad that this is a sci-fi show and not a fantasy show, because that bitch would haunt your ass. <laughs> and you know what? Those things about those garbage disposals, unless it's a really, really, really old one, it, it probably would have choked up on that felt angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably would have switched off. So, I, you know, I don't know how believable all that was. It isn't. <laughs> well, how about the coding, the, the barcode they find? Yeah? Sarah? Deal. Why not? Any freedom they promise is bullshit. They're liars. That synthetic sequence, the barcode I told you about, it's a patent. A patent? We're property. Our, our bodies, our biology, everything we are, everything we become belongs to them. Sarah, they, they could claim Kira. The patent? Yeah, they patented pat, uh, very dark the angel of them, right? Yeah. Very what of them? Dark angel. Oh, <laughs> you need to watch Dark Angel, Dennis. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Although, you know what? And I told Lynette to wait because I, I, there are still some things that happen in Orphan Black that are um, that happen in Dark Angel. So I'm yeah. thinking, wait till like you finish season three and then go back and watch Dark Angel because the first two seasons of Orphan Black and Dark Angel play out exactly the same way. I knew everything that was coming in Orphan yeah, Black because pretty, I'd watched Dark Angel. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Hmm. Have you not seen Dark Angel, Bob? No. Okay, Bob, you and I are going to start a podcast on Dark Angel and you're going to be the newbie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's to be a doobie on something. Oh my god! I love Dark Angel. I cannot tell you how much Dark Angel has influenced my life in a myriad yes, of ways. Can I be your um your second co-host person that's seen it all before? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Now we just need a fourth. So yes. Bob, I'll let, I'll let you deal with all that. You know when you have time because you're doing like five other podcasts right now. I think I'm about at my limit. <laughs> okay. Well, hurry up and finish one. Yeah. Because we oh, have we have Dark Angel to get to. Yeah, I thought you did. Do, you are you are a newbie on a podcast. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Well, I I was a newbie on the other Lost podcast when I guessed on that, and I'm a newbie on Babylon Five when I guessed on Down Below. But as a co-host, no, this is a guest. Uh, yeah, no, we we totally need to do Dark Angel. I'm on board for it. <laughs> it's amazing. It gives me so many feels. <laughs> me too. So, do you think that Delphine and Kasima will get back together, or is this Kasima being just nice to get Delphine's help? Well, you're the only one that doesn't know the answer to that. Oh. <laughs> I think they'll get back together, because it's my ship and I want to stay on it. I'm going to find that song for you and just paste it on your Facebook. I'll do it. Please do it. <laughs> one thing I will say is that in the off-season, there was an awful lot of online activity with the hashtag SaveCosima. Because mm. yeah. Cosima and her pretty coat and her awesome purse and her fabulous personality, and I just love her so much. And her hair and her eyes and her lips. Yes, all of her. And she's one of the few clones that hasn't killed anybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Her next. Which I think somebody in the feedback uh, knocked up to pot. You're <laughs> <laughs> lazy. I think someone went, yeah, that's because she smokes a lot of pot. Uh, what do we think of uh, Allison's 
go-to phrase being a Judas Priest. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> I don't think that's her, what I heard her expected coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Yeah, her non-cussing is great. <laughs> and I liked her little breakdown, and then Donnie, we can get through whatever it is. No problems. Um, even the, like, murder you don't know that just happened. <laughs> yeah. And she's wearing her little cross. I noticed that right away. Yep. I'm a fan of the way Mrs. S reacts to Amelia. I like how she's all like, she didn't raise you. Helena's my twin sister. She has a right to know. Because you shared a womb, Helena is dangerous. She's had a whole world turned inside out, just like I have. You know, she pulls that picture out of of Amelia's bag. And if she was like, you know, not wanting the girls to find out about something, she would have kept it. But she just put it right back in. That was a little different. Hmm. Hmm. You're right. And Rachel is British, like Sarah, so that's a thing. Well, I think that in stuff like this, the way that for for Americans and Canadians, I think the easiest way to show that somebody is upper class or high class or anything like that is to have them have a British accent, <laughs> especially a fairly posh one. Because hers is a lot more posh than Sarah's. So I think that that was mostly just they did that so they had a way to show that she's better than everybody. Mm-hmm. We shall see. I predict Art will figure everything out in the first episode of season two. Okay. And he will become the protector. And what do you think is going to happen with the Angelus? Uh, he'll fight a fool her for a while. And Cosima will kill her. Cosima will kill her. Mm. Yeah, because Cosima hasn't killed anybody yet. It's her turn. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think Angela's going to be a an aggravation uh, for quite a while because she's, she's very good at it. And I think that they'll have to deal with that and it will make for good good programming to keep her in for a while as an, as an antagonist. Ah. But she's horrible and I hate her. So you think <laughs> but you- I know. So you think DeAngelis is going to be quenched? She just keeps annoying people year after year? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I think. I don't know if she's actually any part of anything. I think she's just going to be the annoying the annoying one. <laughs> I loved her scene with Felix. It was a terrible case of mistaken identity. You know, it's fraud by false representation. It's two to five with the priors. I thought it was my sister. Do you know... <laughs> Angela DeAngelis, I'm actually quite a fan, but you really need to get laid. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. But all I seem to meet are gay men. Oh, it's oh, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it was pretty good. Mostly because Felix was in it. Yeah. She had a great comeback for that. You need to get laid thing. Yeah. <laughs> but she had a comeback for that. All the men I meet are gay. Felix is like, well, fine. Make a really good point, then. (laughs) (laughs) What did she say? I'm going to get you a a public defender. Make sure it's a really shitty one. Is that what we said? Yeah, Yeah, that's what she says. She does make for some good dialogue. Okay, so should we do quotes? Okay. Simone? Oh, okay. Um, I have a fee one because that's how I roll. He says, I'm a fan, really, but you need to get laid. <laughs> um, Lynette? I don't want to be your sister, meathead. <laughs> Liz? And she has baggage. 
Travis? Hey, this is Felix. I think he's talking to, I think he's talking to Cosimo, Sarah, and Allison after Sarah has met Rachel. And Felix says, she's a pro clone. God, you three are weird enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that one. Mine is along the same lines. Uh, it's from Sarah. Up yours, pro clone. <laughs> yes. Any backups? Um, Fee saying to Delphine, um, oh, I get it now. And then right before he leaves, he turns around and says something like, you know, if Sarah were here, she'd totally kick your ass. Yes. This is Rachel, but I, I don't can't do a proper British accent, so it won't sound like <laughs> it. But she says, disclosure is defined herein. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. I also like transitioning into self-awareness. I can't remember it word for word, but I also like, um, and, and I know Kasima says that they're riding on the laptop when they find out they're um, patented. So that, that line, I like that one too. And this is Rachel. One down, two to go. So Rachel takes care of making the Buffy reference for us. Yes. Okay, so favorite clone, favorite non-clone. Simone? The same room as an S this time. Lynette? I think I'm going to go with Allison and Donnie because Allison just did some really off the wall uh, attention grabbing things there. And Donnie, I just loved how he was comforting his wife and he was, he's, he's, the, he's actually the bad guy. So yeah, I'm going with him. Yeah, I, I wondered if that scene was going to make people like Donnie more. As you mean, I just, do I like him? Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I'm more interested in Mel. Okay. <laughs> but that was touching. That was really sweet. I just don't know how genuine it was, so. Liz? It's a tie between Sarah and Kasima. And then my favorite non-clone is Art, because I think he was really genuine when he was trying to help Sarah. I like this. This is all over the place. <laughs> Janice? Okay, I'm not going to pick a... I'm going to pick a least favorite clone, which is Helena. I'm <laughs> <glad> she's dead. <laughs> And I agree with Liz. Art was my favorite character. I just loved his, the, you know, the, the, the com- look of compassion in his face when he was talking to Sarah in the interview room. Okay. And my favorite clone is Sarah, and my favorite non-clone is Dr. Leakey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I could have picked Vic, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I Vic didn't was- pick Vic. Yeah, wow. Vic. Vic was definitely very thick in this episode. <laughs> okay, so ratings and favorite scene, Simone? Uh, okay, um, 10 out of 10. And I guess my favorite scene will be that last scene with, um, okay, I guess not the last scene, but the last scene with Cosima and Delphine when they figure out that they are patents. Oh, cool. And did you have a rating system? Uh, 10 out of 10, Vic. In um, uh, Narcotics Anonymous or whatever. <laughs> okay. Lynette? Well, it got a bark off with a little technical glitch because they are perfect and not any word in that one. So I'm giving it 9 out of 10, 3, 2, 4, B, 2, 1s. Uh-huh. That's their, their coding or uh-huh. seamless coding. Yep. I think there's a podcast with that name, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
Liz? I give it 10 out of 10 ones and zeros. <laughs> and my favorite scene uh, is the same one as Simone when they finally figure out the patent. Okay. Oh, did I do my? Did I do a favorite scene? No, go ahead. Oh, in my favorite scene. I'm sorry. It was Allison stands by and watches Ainsley get killed, get murdered, commit <laughs> <laughs> suicide, whatever. I loved it. I don't know. <laughs> Janice. Okay, I am giving this seven out of ten workout videos. I really don't like Ainsley's death. I I, I just don't like Allison's. I guess you'd have to call it non-participation in it. I, it just bothers me. So, you know, everything else about it was great. I mean, a lot happened. There was a lot of tension, but I just, I just couldn't deal with that. Favorite scene, I think, is the scene where Delphine shows up at the apartment and, and uh, Felix makes his comments. They were good. Okay. I'll give it a 9 out of 10 London Calling t-shirts. She separated us. She tore us apart. But now we're together. No, we're not. You're nothing to me. Just some crazy bitch wearing my t-shirt. London calling. <laughs> uh, my favorite. Because the clash rocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a shame Sarah had to ruin that t-shirt. I know. That's what I was saying. It's like she ruined her t-shirt. And my favorite scene is the one between Allison and Donnie, because that seemed to be really genuine, and then later after that, it was revealed that Donnie is definitely her monitor. I'm a horrible person. No, no, honey. I am. I let those people in our home. They had no right to intervention you like that. They don't know the real you. Oh, Judas Priest, what have I done? No, no, no. It doesn't matter. We can put it all behind us. Every little bit of it. Really? Yeah. Do we have feedback? Uh, yeah, we have some feedback. I'll go ahead and start. We have an email from Nutty. She says, I still don't trust Birth Mom. Also, still don't like the term Birth Mom for her. Her wanting to speak privately with Sarah is odd. Her latest reaction to Birth Mom is priceless. In the picture, is that young Mrs. S or Sarah, the original? Kira is a reader. Is she River Tam? Leaky's offer sounds good, but he's lying when he says the monitor is lifted. Even if he pulled one, he has a new one or a second one waiting in the wings. Ack! Kasima has consumption! Or, no, whatever Katya had. Wait, that was the whole message? I thought she had given Art more info than that. I feel like Leaky was just waiting for the clones to self-realize, because... That's when he gets to be more involved. He yearned for this. I figured out why Kasima is the only one who wears glasses. She is the only American. Most of the other clones are from countries with government health care. There are slews of eye problems that can be fixed in the early years of a person's life. These problems are covered by government health care. I just learned about Canada and how had been raised in Canada by astigmatism could have been fixed for free as a child. But in the U.S., not many insurances cover these procedures. Many folks with insurance may not have eye coverage or coverage that doesn't extend to Kasima's eye problem. Helena may have vision problems, too, and just adapted if she was raised by the freaky cult people. Of course, Helena and Sarah are anomalies since they are twins, assuming they were just a split cell. So they will have different mutations. 
I love how the clones are fine with Allison siding with Leaky, how they let her make her own decision. Allison needs to leave well enough alone, and of course, she gives handmade gifts. Another instigator myth, those things can't run without the plug-in. Heroes made the same mistake. I thought Allison was waiting to turn it off to get Ainsley to answer questions, not sit back and watch her die. Yeesh! Allison scares me now. Cops can't go to N.A. even with an outstanding warrant, but they would have to wait for him to come out. Why didn't Art question Allison? Why just watch her? Why is Kasima keeping her sickness a secret? She's a scientist. She should know better. I love how Fee is protective over Kasima Kasima now, brotherly to all of them. I don't get the attraction to tell Fee. Damn, Helena! I watched that scene over and over. I was fooled. I didn't notice the red eyes. They tried not to show her back, but there were times where you could see the scarring for a fraction of a second. How did Birth Mom not notice them? She was wearing a tank top. I don't trust Donnie. He's too willing to forgive. Okay, Amelia is a plant. That's what I think. She is there to discredit Mrs. S. Why would someone, having been in the story she told, have that picture for so long? She's hiding from the clone people that keeps that? I don't know. It just sounds odd. I think she's with the Prolethians. Shocked Sarah pulled the trigger, but glad to see she has a bigger problem with what she has done than how Allison acts. Has Paul been standing in that elevator all day waiting for Sarah? You can't patent people and you can't sign your rights away. The contract means nothing. The patent means nothing, legally. Okay, my guess is either Mrs. S found the packed bags and bugged out with Kira before Sarah could do it to her, or Helena came and took them. I don't think Helena is dead. I saw no blood, just her on the ground in pain. There was blood. There was a lot of it. it there was a lot of blood, yeah. Her head. Which could have been more emotional than anything that Sarah portrayed her. It's possible that the Prolethians got to them, but I don't think the Neolutionists got there. I don't think they would have been fast enough. I don't know, just a gut feeling. I also think you would, you know what to do is a termination order. Because it seems like that's what they want us to think. It's something we can't guess. How is that the end of the season? Ack! Does someone else want to take over? Sure. This is Facebook feedback for the finale. Robin Burge said, that went by quick. Nutty says, how is this a season finale? Ack will email thoughts. Liz said, just wait till season two. Val pass. At least the newbies don't have to wait like ten months to see season two. Dan Wilson. Okay, Orphan Black has been full of twists, turn, and surprises, but now I'm finally confused. What the hell is a pro-clone? One killer clone is gone, but now we have two other clones who are newly minted killers. Sarah killing Helena is forgivable in the story's context, but Allison definitely went too far. Now she has her own horror score, just like Helena did. Notably, our only core clone who is not yet a killer is Katsima, and that's probably just thanks to the weed. Victor DeGrand said, This is why I find the intercast format so aggravating. We can't explain anything. Last week we heard people going on about how Sarah can't kill Helena, and it's not like we can say, Oh, really? Wait till next week. These questions will be answered, but each time the show answers a question, it seems to raise two new ones. And Dan says, Well, right. My question is rhetorical. I'm not actually asking anyone to answer. It's just frustrating to watch the characters bat the term around casually without yet explaining it. Okay, and there's more Facebook feedback. Shane Poole, only started watching the show in the past week, so I'm a bit behind. Just watched, listened to episode five. I'm in love with Kasima. Great show, great podcast. Keep up the good work. 
Uh, Shane is the host of In the Village, an uh, intro cast for the prisoner that I'm on. Oh, okay. Sandra writes, My friend Zach pointed out the presence of the AL-81 in Allison's garage. I hadn't remembered to mention it when you discussed episode 6, but now that I've been reminded, I figured it was only right to share. Someone on the show must be a fan of Kentucky Beverages. Sandra is the other host of the NXT Rundown, which is a pro wrestling podcast that I do. And we also have audio feedback from Matt. Wow, clone dance partiers. Can you believe that we are at the end of the first season? First of all, fuck you, DeAngelis. You leave Felix alone. Second of all, I feel really bad for Amelia. She came all the way from, I think, London, and she meets her quote-unquote children and then gets gutted. That that just, oh, sucks to be you, Amelia. So sorry. I'm glad that Sarah shot Helena, and I'm also glad that Sarah rejected the offer from Dyad. You don't want to have anything to do with those people. They are trouble. Rachel is a stone-cold bitka. You know, we haven't seen too much of Rachel, but I just feel like Tatiana doesn't quite have her accent figured out. Her lawyer is Doral from BSG. That actor does a great job playing slimy sycophants. Sarah was so close to confessing everything to Art, too. But you know what? If she just invited Art over to Felix's apartment and introduced him to all the clones, he would believe her. So that that would buy her some time, I think. Because really, Art is not a threat. Not compared to Dyad, not compared to the Prolethians. Part of my issue with Art is that his whole plot is so mundane compared to all the other story arcs that are happening. But the biggest threat is not a person, and it's not an organization. It's the clone's own DNA. There's something about them in their genetic makeup that's making them ill. And when Cosima got off that bus and she coughed up blood for the first time, I gasped because that that was my WTF moment for for the finale. I, I love Cosima too much for her to die in some horrible, slow, agonizing way. Oh, no. But at least she and Delphine comforted each other on the couch, and it was great. Allison basically murdered Ainsley. She just stood by and watched her struggle and gasp for air. And uh I love you, Allison, but as much as Ainsley was a pain in your ass and you thought she was your monitor... She did have children. You just you just made those children grow up without their mother. And they have Chad for a father. So they're fucked. Good job, Allison. I hope that weight really has been lifted off your shoulders. We've talked a lot about how excellent the licensed music is in this show. How well it, it's always worked. But special attention really should be paid to the underscore the original score that was composed for the show. That last sequence was just terrific. It was suspenseful. It was dramatic. We cut back and forth between all the, the plots and all the characters to, to build the tension, and that tension was really ratcheted up because of the excellent score. The business about the patent doesn't really make much sense to me. They They are humans, these clones. One of them is even reproduced. So, you can't own a human. Not in the 21st century. So that's dumb. But, the big 
cliffhanger is probably that Kira has been abducted. But you know what? If we hadn't just seen Kira walk out of the house with Helena get hit by a car two episodes ago, this would have been more shocking. This feels like too much of a retread. And that's unfortunate, because for me that was the weakest part of the episode. The very last bit. Everything else was just fantastic. So I'm going to give this one 9.5 out of 10 felt Christmas angels. Season 2. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, Matt. Matt is going to be doing an intro cast for Deadwood, and he's looking for newbie hosts. So if that's something anybody be interested in, uh, get in touch with Matt on Facebook. Uh, Simone, thanks again for joining us, and can you tell us where you can be reached online? <laughs> I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and there's a podcast that is currently hibernating called, um, oh, ObserverCast, but I'm on that like, fringe intro cast. It's, it's good. The show is also good, even though I say a lot that it's not. Please listen to us. <laughs> Join us next time for a Season 1 Recap Podcast, and after that we're going to be taking the rest of the year off. And until then, remember, hashtag Save Cosima. Bye. 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 Scientists met one little baby, and then we split in two. So I cannot kill you. Like you could not kill me. Sarah, we make a family. Yes? We've already got a family. Sarah Manning, you're under arrest. Nice speech. Yeah, I'm moved personally. Isn't this place off limits to you guys? You know, uh, sacred ground or something? Not if you got an outstanding warrant for selling stolen meat. You know, smoked pork. I didn't know it was stolen. You know, that's lame. But I'll take the collar. Hey, come on, come on, come on, man! I'm trying to turn my life around. All right, okay. So then give us something useful on your femme fatale, Sarah Manning. Of course, Sarah. Step nine of the program, I gotta suck it up and apologize for shit that I did to her, you believe that? But since she's not gonna apologize back, last time I saw Sarah, she was playing housewife in the suburbs. Husband, kids, minivan, whole shebang. Who's here? Oh, monkey, you're not supposed to be, oh? What's the matter, love? I think something bad is going to happen again.